Episode 12, the Punk Wave Podcast, a little back to school edition. Nobody better than America's goalie Jackson Bulline to be here. In Dartmouth's own, the playmaker, Josh Waters, our resident current college athlete. What's up, boys? What's up, Steven? Thanks for having me. How are you? All right. So Jackson just left. Say it again. I mess it up every time. Bed Miji. Bemidji. Bemidji. Okay. Bemidji State. I mean, yep. Yeah, it's that like. <laughs> it's close. That Midwest thing. I'm never gonna get it. Um, he just left there. Josh is still currently probably gonna run up the box score for Dartmouth this year. I mean, do we just want to get right into it? So, I know you're gonna not project your stats because you're a good guy like that. But what are you expecting for your team this year? Um, I don't know. It's going to be much different. Our goalie signed in Washington, and he was probably uh, the biggest piece to our team last year. He was incredible. Um, so he's gone. And our other goalie was a senior. Um, so we lost two goalies. We have two freshmen coming in. So I'll kind of have to get a gauge on them. I've never seen any of them, either of them play. One played out in Western Canada in the BCHL, and the other's coming right from prep school. He got the call up. He's not going to have to play juniors after um, – the kid Clay Stevenson signed as a sophomore. So I think a lot will depend on them, but I think we have a good freshman class coming in. Um, and then it was kind of hard last year. None of us got to play um, two years ago. So that kind of put us a step behind. But um, I think the only way we can go up or the only way we can go is up after we had a really disappointing year last year. So I expect things to look a lot better. And then um, for me, I'm actually I'm going to be playing defense in the fall. I've been meeting. I met with my coach this spring. Um, we had we had two kids leave the team. Two defensemen leave the team in the spring, um, and we have an, an incoming freshman that decided to defer a year. So we lost three D in a matter of like a month and a half. Um, so I'm going to give defense a shot this fall, and then we'll see how that goes. Maybe be like a dual position kind of player. You're like a reverse biz nasty. Yeah, yeah. You hopefully, you feel you feel uncomfortable yet on that side? Um, I've I've only started this summer, um, but I've gotten some work in. We had um two of probably our best defensemen were up here for a good portion of the summer. Ian Pierce, who's actually from Jersey Heimers, I don't know if you know him that name or not, but um, and then Tanner Palasek, who's going to be our captain, um, and then also. Another senior, Jack Cameron. They those three have been up here. They're all all three of them are really really good defensemen. So they've been giving me pointers, um, but they've been good. They've been patient. It's it's obviously a big change, um, and they understand that. So, uh, but yeah, I have been I have been trying to put some work in this summer. I don't want to get too off topic because I want to get back to Dartmouth. Or are you wearing a sweatshirt, Jackson? <laughs> yeah, it's August. Yeah, it's uh. I'm sweating in my room. It's, uh, let me check. 67 degrees here. Fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> it's it, like there was an earthquake today in New Jersey. And you're oh, wearing geez. a sweatshirt. <laughs> I got the AC rolling as well. So, and, and, and it's Bemidji State. So, you know, I had to, had to wear it for a college hockey podcast. I mean, <laughs> we can get back into that, but like, you know. You, you don't get a current college athlete on the pod too often. So, you know, you got to you got to make the time worth it for him. Um, 
So something that you guys are going to get to do this year, Josh, that I'm not sure how many people know, but it's pretty cool. You guys are partaking in the Friendship Four in Ireland. For those of the people who don't know at home, what is that and what does that mean to play in a different country, no less? Um, so it's a it's a four team kind of mini tournament, mini series in Belfast. Um, I'm not exactly sure how they select the teams, um, but it's us, Quinnipiac, UMass, and UMass Amherst. Um, so actually, we played all all three of those teams last year. We played UMass Amherst in a um, preseason kind of scrimmage, and then uh, we played UMass Lowell at their place, which was awesome. Their atmosphere is unbelievable. They had thousands of fans it was really cool and then Quinnipiac won our conference so it should be good it's good competition UMass is always good obviously too um but yeah I'm really really excited uh I've never been out of North America so this will be my first time getting out um I got my parents are both coming too um so that'll be really cool and then it's over Thanksgiving break so once we leave here, uh, we won't have to worry about school or anything while we're out there. So that'll be nice too. But yeah, I'm really excited to get in, getting out there. You have your passport already? I do have my passport. And actually, now that you just mentioned that, I'm pretty sure I left it at home. But I think my parents will be up before November. So I should be all set. But yeah. That could, like, honestly, that could have an enormous strain on your season if you didn't have that. And like, you have to worry about it in the back of your mind. But I mean, yeah. you got it squared away. So you should be good. Yeah. <laughs> so, like you said, Quinnipiac won the ECAC last year. What do you think in 2022-2023 is going to look like there? Um they're they're just the best team I've seen in college hockey um in person. I know all those Minnesota schools are great, um but we don't really get a chance to play against them or watch them play much, but they're just so structured and we actually put up one really good game against them at their place when they were, they were ranked number one. Um, I, unfortunately, that was during my two week COVID absence. Um, but I watched it on TV and we put up, we lost two to one and we scored a goal in the final minute that got called off because of a hand pass. So we were right there with them. They kind of put a beat down on us at our place, but just structured I mean, I don't even know how many draft picks they have, but I would imagine it's over five. Really good goaltending, well-coached. Um, they're a very, very complete team. But I think we've showed that we can hang with them. Um, so I think if we improved this offseason, which I think we did, and then we kind of get rolling before we play them, I think we could give them a run for their money. But really, really, they're incredible team. So I'm just looking at the capacities because like college hockey obviously is entirely different. I feel like hockey is one of those like football in Texas is an enormous deal. High school football, I mean, um, and like the lower levels like to care about it so much. But I feel like hockey because of how close all the teams feel, even like if you go to a game with like 10 and 11 year olds playing and it's like i don't know 300 max capacity like it's a good environment looking at yeah. the total capacities for all the teams in your conference i mean you guys are second in total capacity 4500 yeah it's like really small barns but just like 
a ridiculous atmosphere and i mean you've played in some of them what's like that like for somebody that will never have the experience yeah so our i haven't really gotten a full experience yet unfortunately this uh dartmouth kind of loves to throw roadblocks at us in terms of that we had um Last year, we got up to, I think, three-quarters capacity at one point, and then there was a COVID outbreak, and they shut that down pretty quick. So I haven't played in front of a full crowd here, but I will tell the one the best environment I've played in, we played um, at St. Lawrence last year on their banner-raising night because they won the ECACs, uh, I guess that's two two seasons ago now. And, oh, it was just incredible. Like, their student section. And like you said, it's like the barn's not big. So they sold out, obviously, because they were raising their banner. And it's just like the whole crowd was on top of you. And we went up, I want to say, 2 nothing, And they scored two goals in about probably 45 seconds. And it was – I couldn't even hear myself think. Like, it was, it was incredible. Um, and even though you're on the other team, you're kind of just sitting there, you, you get goosebumps a little just because it's, you know, you love the game and it's just cool to see stuff like that. We ended up beating them three to two. So it was a very, very successful night. Um, but yeah, like you said, no huge barns. Quinnipiac is really nice. Harvard's is really nice because they're, they're like newer. Um, but even then, I don't know, you probably have the numbers, but they probably hold a couple thousand max. Um so when you get to play in front of crowds like that, Clarkson's another one too. We played there um, and they, they were pretty full too, but yeah, it's just great atmospheres and it's really fun to play in front of it. When you get these rinks that are like, I don't know, they hold 10,000 people and you have 5,000 showed up. I'd much rather play in a rink that holds 3000 and filled to the brim. So yeah. yeah Princeton's barely over 2000 people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they, they have small barns. Well, a lot of old barns, especially in the Ivy Leagues, like Yale, Princeton, Brown. Those are pretty old. Um, I don't think they change them too much. But, yeah, it's a great atmosphere to play in, for sure. Is there a place on the schedule this upcoming season for you guys on the road that you haven't gotten to play yet? Or maybe you played and you liked it so much that you're looking forward to going back? Uh, there's one that I haven't played in. I was just talking to my dad about this, uh, this while I was home for these couple of days, but we play at West Point this year, which I think will be super, super cool. I've, I mean, I know they have like million dollar, multi-million dollar facilities cause they get all the government funding or whatever, but, um, seen pictures of that rink and just being at West Point, I think is going to be really cool. They got like their, looks like an old, <clears throat> Their uh, campus looks like a bunch of old castles and super old, like, stone buildings. Um, and I can only imagine. If we have their home opener, which I'm not sure if we do, we play them our first weekend, but I think they might start a little bit before us. Um, but I think that'll just be a really cool atmosphere. I'm curious to see what kind of crowds they get, but uh, I've never been to, to West Point before, so I'm really excited for that one. And then a returning one. Um... I didn't go, I didn't get to go on our trip to Princeton this year, um, but I'm only like 45, 50 minutes from Princeton. So I think when we go this year, I'm really looking forward to that because I know a lot of family and friends will get to make the trip. That's about, that's about the only one that a lot of friends can get to because Dartmouth's about seven hours from my house. So I think getting to Princeton uh, will be really exciting too. Those are probably the two I'm looking forward to the most.
in case you were wondering, you are not their home opener. They do have a few games before you guys. I figured, yeah, Ivy start pretty late, so including the United States United States National Team Development Program. Oh, they go there a week before you guys. Okay, so maybe we'll catch them in a bit of a slump. Well, I mean, yeah, you guys have them a week after them, so like you never know. I mean. U.S. national team comes to town just like, you know, kind of destroys you guys, destroy them in hockey, and then like, oh, yeah, you got to go to school, and oh, yeah, you got to learn, like, Army stuff. So, you know, yeah. maybe you guys can catch them yeah. in a little bit. Um, of a... See how gritty they are. It's got to be a bunch of just tough, very yeah. tough individuals. So we'll see how that game goes, but I'm sure and they if, got a bunch of guys. If it's anything the like now. the football games that they have, like, their students actually just going to go, like, fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping they get a good crowd. That'll be a lot of fun. Day before Halloween. Fun fact. Yeah, that's Sunday true. at two o'clock. Yeah, Sunday at two. I I don't know how big of a crowd they'll draw for a Sunday at two, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's pretty good. Are you implying that the United States Army versus the Dartmouth Big Green on an NFL Sunday isn't really the ideal situation? Yeah, I don't know what they were doing throwing it at two o'clock too, right when all the games are starting, but. Um, we'll see. Hopefully they got some diehard season ticket holders at least. JB, you are our resident Midwesterner as we found out you're wearing a sweatshirt and it's like 70 degrees, which <laughs> again to me. And Josh alluded to it. Minnesota, it seems like they have a college hockey team that is just absolutely loaded like New Jersey does pizza places on literally every single street. Who should be looking out for what what colleges are going to make a run in the tournament? Let us know the lay of the land. Yeah, I mean, you can obviously go the easy ones like Minnesota State Mankato, who they're at top of the rankings every year. They did uh, lose a couple players this this year, so I don't know how. And they're in the CCHA, same with the Bemidji uh, State Beavers. Uh, but Minnesota State's just going to be up there, uh, obviously. Uh, like you said, Quinnett PX going to be up there. Denver, uh, national champions. They're when they're good, when they've got like the the recruits and the players, they're unbeatable. But a team I think is going to be pretty dangerous. And this is rare for me to say because I dislike them pretty. I think they're my least favorite team in the entire college hockey uh, league. The Minnesota Gophers. They're going to be dangerous. I mean, they've got Logan Cooley, who's going to be who just came off of the juniors. He's he's coming out. I think he's going to he's going to be one of the top players to win Hobie Baker this year. Obviously, I hate Minnesota, the Gophers. I hate Big Ten hockey mostly. But I think Big Ten hockey is it's that league where nobody hits anybody. They dangle through everybody, and then they get to the NHL. My biggest, my my Big Ten hockey comparison is Casey Middlestead. That kid in what he played in Minnesota for high school hockey, he dominated. He dominated high school hockey. He was very good for the golfers. He did very well. Obviously he played for the Sabres. He really has had a hard time cracking that NHL lineup right now. Cause he, and if you remember the combine, he couldn't even do a pull. Uh, so it's just that strength kind of thing uh, that the big 10 lacks. And, I like to hate on the Big Ten. I don't people know me, uh, but I really like to hate on the Big Ten. It's a big thing for me. <laughs> but I mean, I'm a—I was born a Bulldogs fan, a UMB 
Um, so I'm a I'm an NCHC kind of guy. So the Big Ten, they get a lot of credit. But this year, I think the Gophers, I think the Gophers, this is a year that they could be dangerous. Michigan's a team that you could watch for. Um, I mean, I know we're talking about Minnesota sports. It's just interesting with Michigan, with everything they've gone through this year. Uh, they're firing their coaches. It's just a lot of issues right now uh, in the Michigan locker room. They lost yeah, one power. Such a shit show, huh? I don't yeah. know if you guys have been reading about that, but my God. I, I, I went on College Hockey News app for the first time uh, like a week or two ago, and I think six of the top 10 articles were about Michigan and that yeah. disaster. So it's yeah. bad. Yeah. And they have so many, they have so much talent, obviously. Um, can't remember. It's Luke who he was going to be going back there. Is he, or is he signing with? Mm, did he sign know. his entry level? Let me check. I thought he was going back. That would be huge for them if he was. Um, but otherwise, for Minnesota teams, St. Cloud State always is going to be a dangerous. They kind of had a, an off year last year. Um, they were okay. I mean, 21 and 17. That NCHC, I just I, I always think an NCHC team is gonna be in it um every single year. The Bulldogs, you can never count out the Bulldogs. They have the one of the best coaches in college hockey. Uh, but yeah, as of teams that I think are gonna go are gonna make a run, I think it's gonna be Minnesota. And I don't like saying that by any means. I do not like the Gophers, uh, even though I'm from Minnesota. But they just have so much talent this year. Hughes is going back, by the way. Oh, that's huge for them, then. Yeah. So Michigan, Michigan's always a team. Um, I'm not sure what their coaching situation is right now. But, I don't either. Yeah, but that's a team that it's. I mean, they got the talent. Um, I mean, yeah, looking at Hockey East, they always seem to get. I know they got a couple minutes, big time Minnesota kid uh, recruits. Same with uh, the ECAC uh, Cornell. They got a kid from up north that's really gritty and good but he won't be there next year he'll be there in a couple of years but another team i would say from the ECAC is clarkson they were really yeah. really hard. they were hard to play against last year um we had them like i thought we had them dead at their own barn we we're playing probably the best game we played up to that point this year and then they just went on the power play and it was a tic-tac-toe goal so they're uh they're they're a team to watch too i think they'll do well this year but yeah 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 they've I think we're grown as an organization. That's my Sorry. prediction. Saying we go 2-0 and against Clarkson this year. I love it. To go back to the Michigan point, I say you just put Luke Hughes behind the bench when he's not on defense and just, like, let him and the boys figure it out. <laughs> yeah, they don't even need a coach. But that was the thing. I, I, I do agree with your, your point, Jackson. Like, I'm going to admit, I didn't watch Big Ten hockey, like, a lot, but then, you know. You see Luke Hughes and literally the future of my favorite team's future is, you know, down there in Ann Arbor. So you kind of keep a closer eye on Michigan. There were times last year that I get it. I'll, I'll be the first one to say Luke Hughes can do like ridiculous things. But there were times that it seemed like these people knew that they're not going to play in the NHL like him. So they're just making business decisions and like, all right, you know what? If he's just going to dance his ass off on his way to the net, I'm going to let him. And there was no stopping it. Yeah. He yeah, he made some highlight reel plays last year. He was – I mean, I almost think he could – has potential to be better than uh, 
Quinn Hughes in the NHL. I I agree. Yeah. I'm of course gonna say yeah. So. <laughs> what about all right? So there was what's a six, seven? Yeah, seven players that got drafted in the first round this year are going back to school. Uh, and like you said, Jackson, Minnesota, heavy hitters. Number two pick, Logan Cooley. Uh, who else do we got here? Jimmy's going. Yeah, got... Renzel's going. Yeah. And then Minnesota uh, Duluth, they got Isaac Howard. So a lot of guys that are going to be faces of franchises are going back to college. What do you expect from those guys? Yeah, the, I mean, they're going to be great. They also got Jimmy Snuggerud, who was a uh, first-round pick. He's from Chaska, Minnesota. Uh, he's going to be incredible there too. I mean, I'm looking to, I made a, I, I write for let's play hockey and I made an article about Minnesota kids getting drafted and most of them are going to the U. I mean, that's why the Gophers, they get the top recruits from Minnesota often. That's why they're usually pretty competitive. Um, I mean, also Sam Rinzel, uh, Ryan Chesley. I'm just looking down the list. There's so many commits to the Gophers. So many, so much talent there. I just don't see how they're not going to be good. I think they, they win the Big Ten uh, this year. I do think they make a run. I mean, it, it's the playoffs is where they always fall apart. It, they have since, since Phil Kessel was there. So uh, they, they've fallen apart for so long, and so it's hard to it's hard to predict them to go far. But I do think this could be the year. But if I'm looking. At teams that could beat them this year, I mean, I think Michigan has a very good chance to get that number one again. Notre Dame was tough last year. Uh, Notre Dame was a very good team last year as well. They have great goaltending. So does Michigan. That's where I put the question mark with Minnesota is their goaltending. But, but yeah, I, I, the Gophers, they're going to be hard to beat this year. I'd be shocked if Logan Cooley isn't doesn't win the Colby um, Baker or isn't top top five i think another thing too minnesota is you have all these kids who are drafted first round and like you get to april then and they know they're going to the nhl and it's like how bad do they really want those quarterfinal semifinal games like obviously if they were to be fortunate enough to get to the national championship it's like then you can kind of dial it in and you're like all right we have something special right in front of us when you're in the quarterfinals and you see if you win, you got to play Denver. And then if you win, you got to play Michigan. It's like, I don't know. These kids are looking at a million dollars in their bank account in about three months. And it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder like how bad do they really want? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a big reason why some uh, teams like Minnesota Duluth or St. Cloud state, uh, mostly Minnesota Duluth, they went through that streak of winning national championships they had the same team for four years because they didn't have the the recruit talent and the, the talent, um, the NHL talent, which is weird to say when you're winning a national championship, but they didn't have the players that would leave. Um, they had the players who stuck around and, and went on to win multiple national championships. And I mean, you look at players in the M- in MLB, in the NHL right now, and there's a lot of Duluth ones, especially on like the Kings, you got Ayafalo and, um, uh, blanking right now, but uh, Mikey Anderson. But those guys stuck around for three, four years. Where you're right. I mean, Minnesota kids—they're not there for very long. Like I, like even the goal, uh, their goalie last year—he left to play for um, 
I think it was the Hurricanes because they had a goaltender in, um, emergency where they lost all their goalies. Yeah. So he quit. He he left Minnesota midway through the year to sign with the Hurricanes, and then ended up not really playing for the Hurricanes. I don't even think he re-signed this year. But even with Michigan, you could kind of tell like Luke Hughes was like bummed out about losing. But Matty Beneers, I don't want to say, I don't want to put like words in his mouth, but you know, he knew like, okay, I'm done here now. Like, I'm going to go actually play in the NHL and like make a bunch of money and start my career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do also want to say Notre Dame in Michigan, there's like a lot of love for a lot of college uniforms and stuff. Those are the two best helmets in college hockey. Just want to put <laughs> it out there. Which two was yeah. it? Michigan and Notre Dame. Yeah, I love Notre Dame's. Those are so cool. I'm just like a real sucker for chrome helmets. That's why I love when Vegas does it. And even though I hate the Kings, I love it when they have the chrome domes. And Michigan's just like, you know, the classic, I I don't know the name of like the stripes and shit. Like it's probably something and Michigan fans could be like, how could you not know? But like, get over it. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about, and you know, we were talking about championship making the tournament quarterfinals that last push want to get a little prediction come you know tournament time josh i'm gonna let you go last because you know you are the only one out of the three that could hypothetically play in the damn thing um i don't know if it's possible because i'm gonna be up front i don't know like the layout of it i know you guys aren't in the same conference but i don't know if you would play like at some point before then I'm going to go Dartmouth, Michigan. That's my championship prediction. Um, I think you're going to be raising that cup at the end of the season, man. All right. I hope so. I just want to get there. Uh, Dartmouth hasn't gotten to the tournament since 80-81. So we are long overdue. Do you think that if you guys made it like your team and obviously you would be a part of it, do you guys think like you would just like have this legacy on campus for the end of your time? Oh, big time. Yeah, that would be really, really cool. I know. Um, so the coach who recruited me, who's not here anymore, he retired, but he was on the um, he was on that 80-81 team. He was a goalie. Um, and you could just tell when he talked about it, like how much it meant to him, especially since it was another. It's been 40 years since they've been back now. So, yeah, I, I think that would be that would be something we could hold our hat on here for a long time. JB, you got a prediction? Um, I mean, it's this is a very hard thing to predict, but I, I don't like going for a Minnesota team. Um, mostly because I, I just don't like being biased. But I do not like the Gophers, so I don't consider this biased. But I talked them up so much, it's hard not to put them uh, to go all the way. So I'd go Minnesota. I mean, Quinnipiac, it's hard to say they, they won't make it this year. They've gotten so far uh, each year, and I don't see them. Um, I think it, it, it's a – I don't think it's a far uh, stretch to, to put them at the top, too. I'll give you a, I'll give you a final four. I don't think I can go down two. But I'm going to put us up there. I'm going to put Quinnipiac up there, too. And then I'm going to go out west. I'm going to say – sorry, I'm going to throw um, Minnesota Duluth in there. And then I'm going to say Denver. So that's my four. Denver is just like, man, they always just have a, it's like you get down to their fourth line and third line and 
they're guys that like I'm not really too familiar with, but they just every year they're they're there. Like I can't yeah. even remember the last time a tournament was played without them in it. And I I will I'm actually gonna look that up after this, but every year since I've started watching the tournament, they're there and they just seem like they have the right formula to get back. And I'm uh, their coach is supposedly – I read a lot of articles on him. I don't know if you guys know about that, but he's a guy who – he went there on a full scholarship and had some rare heart condition while he was there, so he had to quit. Um, and then he ended up working his way up. He was like – they let him hang around as like a volunteer assistant, and then he was an assistant, then he was an associate. Now he's a head coach there. Um, so, like, you get a guy like that, and you just know that the kids want to play for him. Um, yeah. And you know he's got – a good head on his shoulders hockey wise too, if he was good enough to get a full ride to Denver. So um, I'll say Denver, Quinnipiac, us, and who was my last team? I think you said some Minnesota team from uh, UMD. UMD. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's the other thing too, to both of your points about like Minnesota teams in, in particular, when you get to like the tournament and like these third and fourth lines of Minnesota teams, especially I hate to say it, but like you know, it's a bunch of guys that this is like kind of their peak in their hockey career. But yeah, like, okay. you do not want to play against them because it means literally everything to them. And if yeah. you've been beating and banging all season long, and like a college student on top of it, and you got to go against these dudes that just got like lettuce down the ass and like facial hair everywhere, you do not want to have to play against them like in that tournament. Yeah, yeah, and that I mean that's something Saint Cloud has done for many years is they have those third and fourth line guys that are, they're big. They really, they might not be the best skaters, but God, they can, they can beat you in your face. It's, oh, geez, that's a, that's a weird thing. Um, <laughs> they, they, they shove it down. Oh no, I'm not going to say that. They're, they're tough to play against. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they might like imply they'll have sex with you, but they probably won't. Um, but you know, if you are ever in the New Hampshire area, Make sure you go to Thompson Arena. Tell Josh that we sent you. Uh, college hockey fans, I hope we did an okay job for you. I know it could have been better, but hey, you know, what are you going to do? Josh, we can't thank you enough for joining again. Hopefully during the season, you know, maybe after Ireland. Hopefully you get back safe, you get there safe. We'll talk to you again soon, all right, man? Yeah, thanks, fellas. All right, yeah, I guess just like follow us on Instagram at the Puck Wave. Make sure you go check out Dartmouth Hockey. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Two boys.